Welcome to Pop Yak, where we yak about pop culture. I'm your host, TJ, and today we're yakking about Chainsaw Man. Have you ever been asleep on a nice, brisk morning? The clock for school hasn't rung yet, and you're hoping that the last seconds before it does ring last forever. And then the fucking alarm goes off. You're shaking out of your blissful slumber. Your mom comes in your room and stri- takes your blanket away. And you're sitting there, just in the middle of the bed, shaking like a leaf, freezing, cold. You know what that's like? This episode of Chainsaw Man. This episode of Chainsaw Man is like, hey, baby bird, we're going to kick you out of the nest. You're going to have to learn how to fly or you're going to die. <laughs> it was such a raw start to this show. And I was like, oh, this episode's beginning with the portion of the show meant to save money. And I felt really smug about that, too. I was like, look at this bad animation, these bad CG graphics. The graphics were, I'm assuming, to make it look like you are going from M. I don't remember Patch's name, so I just know it starts with an M. M's vision and she's drunk so it kind of looks weird the way she sees everything okay cool whatever everything looks weird because everything is strange there's the strange feeling in the air you ever have one of those days where you just like man things feel weird today that's what I think the bad animation was trying to convey and I don't think it was bad at all I think it was like on purpose everything is supposed to be eerie this is the true start to our show and I was like about to complain that it was going slowly. I really was when they were like, oh, let's form a fucking dangerous alliance where you help me get with Aki and I help you get with Makima. Like that shit would ever happen. Like those two would have any romantic feelings. Manipulation is the only emotion she like has. And then Aki, the only thing he cares about is the mission. He is focused, laser focused on the mission. He doesn't have time for romance right now. And I was thinking about all these things, but that shit doesn't matter. Who cares? M is dead. She gave up everything to make sure that Aki lived because that's what she wanted for him from jump. We know her motivations immediately. I want my partner to survive because every partner I've gotten has died. Uh, You understand her desperation when taking her body parts away in order to use the creepiest yokai I've ever seen as a weapon. Just the hands yokai. Not a fan of that. That shit was terrifying. Kon was like dispatched. And everybody's like, oh, Khan is so cool. Is the motherfucker. Khan was dispatched like it owed sword man money. Everything was fine. M almost committed a crime and then she realized, and then she passed out. We were just worried about who's going to date who. And then, oh my God, everybody's dead. I don't think Makima's dead. I don't think her story is just some shaggy dog story of like, we're going to build Makima up as this villain, this villainous. And then we're going to cut that off and be like, LOL, Lamau, her story doesn't matter. All the symbolism I see around her is like, she's going to be evil somehow and maybe the big bad boss, but then you kill her? That doesn't make sense. She's not dead. She's coming back or she orchestrated this and is faking she's dead. My prediction there. Who else? I think definitely M is dead. You know how you tell somebody, yo, I'd give my left tit to protect this person. She literally gave her entire being up to protect Aki. And Aki had to watch her die after watching everybody else in his past die. I forgot to mention that when I originally reviewed it, like how Aki's backstory where he just kind of watched his family die and the way he deals with it with this kind of stone cold face. But apparently he cries a lot. He actually has emotions. He has feelings. He just bottles them deep down inside. I'm very happy 
that we were able to see the greatest sword ever be used. And I want to hire a poet to like express how I feel about the greatest sword ever. The people who saw the best sword ever being used in this episode are now blind. It was a wild ride. It summons Anima from Final Fantasy X and that shit kills you for a thousand years inside your brain? Is that what I just saw? Is he suffering forever in, the, in eternity in his own brain? Cause that's raw. But apparently people are scared of swords. So you got Swordman, who's dressed like toilet-bound Hanekokun. Don't think I missed that. He's wearing his little hat, his little uniform. And I'm like, yo, is that Hanekokun? <laughs> is toilet-bound Hanekokun part of this universe? And is Devilman then also part of this universe? Because let's never forget, Devilman, my favorite anime, is a multiverse. Anything that happens could be part of the multiverse of Devilman. Sword Beam moves so fast that power can't even comprehend what the fuck's going on. And she's a demon too. The whole Dragon Ball trope. I wish they didn't go this far this quickly with the power creep. Where they just were like, the best sword ever was used. It had no effect. Really? You starting the show like that? I guess to show off the bosses of this show and smack down our hero to, to back down to earth. To start back up from the ground and climb back up. And we're there for the journey. I think we're just seeing the ultimate bad guys. Power creep isn't that bad. But I do... I am nervous if the show keeps doing this. Like, if next episode we get more characters that can do this shit. And our characters are nowhere even close to being able to beat them. <laughs> and you have these attacks and these fights that are, ta are so fast you can't watch them and be satisfied because those fights besides the coolest sword trapping you for a hundred thousand years this fight was bullshit it did i didn't get anything from this like i'm sitting here waiting for the choreography and the animation and i'm like yeah this is cool and all but where is my violence ballet this is the second time now i'm asking for the violence ballet what happened in this episode and how they handled m was fantastic though and i'm i appreciate it it definitely made me feel my heart the ending was weird though. The ED itself was wild and all over the place and the the music was upbeat. I was like, shut the fuck up, shut up for five minutes. M just died. Can I have a second? And then the last shot is Aki at her grave. What is the tone of this ED? What's going on? I need this moment of silence. It's weird. It's definitely weird. But that's where I think it's going. Those are my little predictions. Also, my insane ranting about things that probably aren't connected, but maybe they are. That was a ride. Thanks for listening.